0: Yes. I'll have a new home, glory, glory, glory. with the redeemed, Never Never stand. stand. There'll be no more sorrow, no, no more pain, there'll be no, be no, more, strife, strife. no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness of my sight, I'll, like this. Ready to live I'll be glad. glad, I'll have a new body, raise the Lord, I'll, I'll have a new life, life. In perfection, youthful and happy, I shall be. I'll have a new body, praise, praise the Lord, I'll have a new life. Glorified with Him forever, death will be lost in victory. I'll
1: have a new body, praise
0: the Lord, I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home, glory, glory, glory. with the redeemed. Never I'll stand. I'll no more pain. There'll be no more strife. Yes, raising the likeness, In of my this likeness. Same, you're ready to live, I'll will be, be glad. I'll have a new body. Praise, Praise the Lord. I'll have a new life, life. eternal. Oh, wow. hallelujah, morning. When the last trump of God shall sound. Praise the Lord! I'll have a new life. Eternal praise, all bursting saints are shouting. Heavenly beauty all around. I'll have a new body. Praise, praise the Lord! I'll have a new life. Oh, yes. I'll have a new home. Glory, glory, with a redeeming no God stand. Be no more stand. No more pain, there'll be no be more strife, strife. Yes, raising the likeness of so us, ready to live. I'll low, be, be glad. glad I'll have a new body. Praise,
1: Praise the Lord,
0: I'll have a
1: new, new life. Eternal. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to the Passion for Christ show. So glad to have you, friend. I'm your host, Bruce Kessler, and I want to let you know I'm part of the greatest movement ever, a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you see, in Him alone, I find peace, joy, happiness. I'm blessed beyond measure, more than I could ever deserve. My goal here is very simple. That is to encourage you, friend, along the way to help you find your passion and life in Jesus Christ. Upcoming in our study segment, we're going to be talking about the city of Babel. That's right. The city of Babel. Before we get to that study, a few things along the way. And the first is Headline News. Well, you won't believe this, or maybe you will believe it. YouTube has removed a recent sermon by Pastor John MacArthur in which he talks about biblical sexuality and asserts that God made humans as male and female. MacArthur, who leads Grace Community Church in Los Angeles, California, preached a sermon as part of a nationwide protest against a new Canadian law banning conversion therapy. MacArthur said in his pulpit on Sunday that there is no such thing as transgender. You are either XX or XY, and that's it. God made man male and female. That is determined genetically. That is science. That is reality. On the one hand, the reality of that lie and the deception is so damaging, so destructive, so isolating, so corrupting that it needs to be confronted. Beyond the other hand, that confrontation can exaggerate what already exists, which is a sense of feeling isolated in relationships. Preachers and pastors and church leaders express concern that the broad language of Canadians or Canada's C-4 bill, which went into effect on January 8th, could lead to the prohibition of sermons on Biblical sexuality. The Bill's wording is so broad that it could enable the criminal prosecution of Christians who would speak Biblical truth into the lives of those in bondage to sexual sins like homosexuality and transgenderism. To protest the law, MacArthur and 4,000 other preachers took to the pulpit on Sunday and preached biblical sexuality. According to conservative commentator Todd Starnes, YouTube removed MacArthur's sermon from its platform and rendered the message as hate speech. Our team, it said, has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, we think it violates our hate speech policy. We've removed the following content from YouTube. There is no such thing as transgender. You are either XX or XY. That's it. Mm, There you go, folks. I'm not surprised, and I bet you, you are not surprised either. YouTube removes John MacArthur's latest sermon on biblical sexuality, labels it hate speech. Mm. My, my, folks, what's coming next? What indeed is coming next? The world is absolutely nosedived, folks. Now get this, get this. Afghanistan has supplanted North Korea as the world's most dangerous country for Christians, according to an annual watchdog report that says conditions have gone from bad to worse following the Taliban's 2021 takeover. Afghanistan replaces the number one spot among 50 countries as the most dangerous places to be a Christian, followed by North Korea, Somalia, Libya, Yemen, among other notables are Iran, Iraq, and China. It is the first time Afghanistan has been number one. It is a seismic shift in the report's history said David Curry, president and CEO of Open Doors. The situation in North Korea, he said, has not improved. Rather, conditions in Afghanistan has gotten considerably worse. From the first day the Taliban has seized control, they got a list of prominent Christians, and they began going door to door trying to find them so we know what they're doing on the ground and then none of it has to do with anything that would be recognized as a democratic system or a fair system. A world, Curry said, must take decisive action to prevent a religious genocide against Christians. There you go folks! Seismic shift. Afghanistan is the number, new number one most dangerous place for Christians. Mm. Let's pray for those who are standing up for truth in Afghanistan and, in fact, in all places all across the world, folks. Mm. Now get this, folks. You won't believe this story. A preacher from Oklahoma recently shared that a man came to Christ after discovering a Bible he lost 15 years ago. Paul Daugherty, a pastor at Tulsa Base Megachurch Victory, shared this story. He called it the crazy story. A man by the name of Clayton found his old Bible at a shelter 10 years ago and started reading it and saw the name P. Daugherty on the front cover, not knowing who that was, but seeing all the different kind of little journal notes and underlines and scribble thoughts next to scripture verses from the Old Testament to the New Testament. Clayton shared that he occasionally read the Bible over the years and treasured those little scribbled thoughts and notes as much as the Bible verses. Recently, Clayton surrendered his life to Jesus Christ and broke free from a lot of stuff. After his conversion, Clayton showed up at Victory last weekend and asked Dollarty if this was his Bible. He came to church tonight and showed me the Bible and asked if I knew whose it was. It was my old Bible from middle and high school that I lost and hadn't seen in 15 years. God used my old messy scribbled Bible to save this guy's life who now is saved, set free, brought his whole family of kids to church tonight. The Word is alive and powerful. Folks, amen and glory. Hallelujah. Man comes to Christ after finding Bible lost by a preacher nearly 15 years ago. Folks, you never know. Get your Bibles open. Underline. Make notes. You never know who's going to find your Bible and how that will change their life. Amen, folks. Amen. And glory. Hallelujah. That's our headline news for this broadcast. And now, folks, this day in church history. Henry Frederick Emile was a descendant of Huguenots. He became an educator, once remarking the test of every religious, political, or educational system is the man which it forms. If a system injures the intelligence, it is bad. If it injures the character, it is vicious. If it injures the conscience, it is criminal. Although he frequently referred to Christianity and noted Christ's centrality, his faith seemed to take the form of feeling rather than belief in objective facts. He wrote a journal that became famous after his death on January 23rd in 1881. He acknowledged that he must die soon, which he did four months later. Reflecting on his coming death, he wrote the following. Here is his quote. At this moment I feel well and it seems strange to me that my doom should be so near. Life has no sense of kinship with death. This is why, no doubt, a sort of mechanical instinctive hope is forever springing up afresh in us, troubling our reason and casting doubt on the verdict of science. It occurred to me this morning how little we know of each other's physical troubles. Even those nearest and dearest to us know nothing Of our conversations with the king of terrors. There are thoughts which brook no confidant. There are griefs which cannot be shared. Consideration for others even bids us conceal them. We dream alone. We suffer alone. We die alone. We inhabit the last resting place alone. There is nothing to prevent us from opening our solitude to God. And so what was an austere monologue becomes dialogue. Reluctance becomes docility. Renunciation passes into peace. And the sense of painful defeat is lost in the sense of recovered liberty. That's this day in church history. And now, folks, we have a little bit of fun, and name that Bible character. Here is your clue. Listen up. I am the city where the Good Samaritan tells of a journey to Jericho from me. What city am I? Here's your clue one more time. I am the city where the Good Samaritan tells of a journey to Jericho from me. What City Am I? We'll revere, reveal the final answer to that tantalizing clue following our study segment. So stay tuned, folks, for that exciting reveal and our final segment of Name That Bible Character. And now it's our study time for this broadcast, so get your Bible, get your cup of hot tea or a cup of coffee, and sit at the table. Let's open up and examine God's wonderful and fantastic Word. Our study is going to come out of Genesis chapter 11. We're going to be talking about the city of Babel, the city of Babel. Genesis chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. A couple of things came to me as I was uh, doing my reading program and studying. A couple of thoughts came into my mind about this what what was the real issue going on here what was um, i mean here were people who who were going on a journey and stopped in the place and were creative they were uh using their ingenuity they were using their imagination they had skills that they were ready to use and first of all we just read here that they were moving eastward, and they had found a plain in Shinar and settled there. So, as always in our life, as we go on in a journey, we find opportunity knocks. And Then let's start reading in verse 3. And they said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar, so not only did the opportunity avail itself. not only did opportunity not, but they also had the means, the ability, the materials necessary to get their ideas and to, to get their ideas from the planned stage to realization from being on paper to real life so they had materials so they decided that they would instead of stone use brick and tar for mortar very managed very creative so the opportunity knocks they had the materials it was ready they had the means to accomplish their goal to not only set a plan, but to get it moving. They had the power, they had the product, they had the people, they had the means by which they could accomplish. So let's start reading in verse 4. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Stop there for a moment. So they decided to build a city. Just, just think—not just any city, but a city and a tower with a tower that reaches to the heavens. And it, to my mind, it gives this idea, this sense that they not only wanted to connect with God, not only wanted to connect spiritually, but It also seems to indicate to me that they wanted more than that, more than just trying to find and seek God. They wanted to gain notoriety. They wanted to compete with God, compete with His rule. They wanted to rule their own way. Notice it says they wanted to make a name for themselves. That's number one. But also, not to be scattered over the face of the earth. Now, if you remember twice in Genesis chapter 9, God reiterated His command that you be fruitful and increase in number and multiply on the earth and increase upon it. So that was a command, a plan by God, a law that He had determined. And now here in this story that we're reading, They wanted to stop. They wanted not to be scattered. So they wanted to make their own decisions. Not be scattered. And this for me goes to the very question. A deeper, more fundamental question. Whom am I serving? Is it me? Is it you? Is it the city? Is it creation? All this factors in. Whom am I serving? You remember in Jeremiah it says, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? If we're not serving God, we are serving another God. We are serving the God of self or we are serving Satan. Now, apparently these folks here had the imagination, had the creative skills, understood engineering fundamentals. So they had these powerful skills and they wanted to use them. But we, as always, need to ask, number one, should we use them and why should we use them? Is it for the greater purpose? Who is it going to affect? You see, in my mind, these folks thought that they had arrived. That they had come to their place of meaning and purpose. They had come to and arrived in their journey to a point that they didn't need to go any further. And yet it was a place that God knows is a terrible place For all of us to be in and live in. Verse 5, it says this. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so that they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there all over the earth and they stopped building a city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. So what did God do? Here was a people that had determined among themselves, They were going to use their creative powers, their imagination, their ingenuity. And they are going to use it to build a city, but not just a city, but a tower into the heavens. Competing with God. Going to be like God. Going to rule their own way. They were satisfied. They felt great comfort there. And yet, God comes down and sees this and pushes them forward, confusing their language. And so doing, their journey continues in the plain of Shinar from Babel. This opportunity that they had taken, this journey when they had stopped in the plain of Shinar, may have seemed like a great idea, may have seemed safe, and that they had the right idea, the right purpose the right decision, the right moment, the right time. And yet it was a place where Satan wants us all to be, to live and to rule our own life and to serve self and to be comfortable, compete with God, be rebellious. That is the true state of confusion that's where Satan wants us all. But God calls us to a better way, to a better walk, to a better journey. It is this deceitful heart that Jeremiah talks about that results in becoming idolaters, adulterers, thieves, alcoholics, drug addiction. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul says, And such were some of you, but you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And by the spirit of our God. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. Folks, don't rest on your laurels. Folks, don't live in comfortville. But to live a life that only Jesus can give. Of power, love, and a sound mind. And that's. Our study for this broadcast. Well, folks, amen and glory. What a a powerful story here in Genesis chapter 11. A reminder that we need to go in the way of the Lord. The path that He has chosen for us. Amen, folks. Amen and glory. Hallelujah. Now, folks, we have the conclusion to... Name that Bible character. Here was your clue. I am the city where the good Samaritan tells of a journey to Jericho from me. What city am I? Well, it was Jerusalem. Luke chapter 10, verse 30. And Jesus answered and said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. I am the city where the good Samaritan tells of a journey to Jericho. For me, what city am I? Jerusalem. And name that Bible character. Well, folks, you too can become part of the greatest movement ever, become a follower of Jesus Christ by submitting your heart life, submitting yourself to baptism, Enjoying a peace that passes all understanding. Total forgiveness, folks. What a blessing. We didn't deserve it, yet He loved us so. My goal here is very simple that was to encourage you, friend, along the way, and help you find your passion in life in Jesus Christ. Visit our website, normanchurch.com. Normanchurch.com. Well, friend, I want to tell you what a privilege and an honor it's been for me. To have you walking along my side during the show. May God bless you.
0: I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. Hold oh John, hold oh John, what did you say? Walk in Jerusalem just like John that you Be there on Judgment Day. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. To walk in Jerusalem just like John. John said the city was just four square. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. And he declared he'd meet me there. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I want to be ready, I want to be ready, I want to be ready to walk in Jerusalem just like John. Now sinners mind how you step on the cross, walk in Jerusalem just like John, your foot might slip. And your soul get lost. Walk in Jerusalem just like John. I I want to be ready. I want to be ready. I want to be ready. To walk in Jerusalem just like John.